Show. Better job, better life. If you desire to reach your highest potential in your professional life, the next hour is going to help you uncover proven concepts developed by Lori Moss to help you pump up your professionalism, up-level your career, and transform from being stuck to being sought after. The Lori Moss Show, Better Job, Better Life, tackles all of the tough talks everyone knows about, gossips about, but never fully address in the workplace. Now is your time to transform with the expert in professional presence. Now, here is your host, Lori Moss. Welcome to the show. I'm Lori Moss. I'm your host and advocate in helping you step up your level of professionalism in the workplace. Today's topic is on gravitas. Do you have innovative ideas but struggle with getting others to to listen to you or get buy-in? Well, gravitas may be the missing link. Our guest today, Jill Bremer, will be joining us shortly to discuss how you can capture the attention of decision makers who will pause and listen to what you have to say. So so what's gravitas? Well, the Latin derivative uh, is it's gravity. That means it's a grave situation, which a lot doesn't appeal to very many people. But gravitas in business is a dignified and formal way of conducting business. Now, it sounds stiff and rigid, but we see it in action all the time on the nightly news. We see our president stepping in and doing business with gravitas, ambassadors, anchors on the news channel. What it, it is the highest form of respect. And many times, gravitas is necessary in the high-stake decision-making process. And, you know, high stakes does not have to be in the White House. High stakes could be you're a department manager and you're going into a meeting with the people that hold the purse strings and you're wanting to um, innovate and initiate an entire new idea that requires resources. And it's resources that you want to allocate to you that then will be taken away from something else. That is a grave and important situation, and it matters. And when we go into those situations, gravitas is how we need to be presenting. Now, just to give you an idea, okay, the obvious. Who has gravitas and who does business in that, at that level? Well, it could be heads of states, ambassadors, CEOs most definitely represent the companies. You represent your company if you're the business owner. Funeral directors, that is the highest form of respect that um, we observe in our daily lives. Influencers, um, sales professionals who serve a clientele who are in those high-stakes conversations. And, and later on in, in our show today, we'll be talking with Jill more about what the practical levels of gravitas is in our daily business lives. So before we start, let me start by asking you this. Who in your workplace stands out as someone of influence? And whose opinion and perspective is sought after by others who respect what they do and how they conduct business? Is it someone who is highly regarded for how they conduct business, not necessarily the position or title they they held? In fact, many of my mentors through my corporate life were actually people that were non-titled, 
but they were significant contributors and influencers in the business. So with us today is our guest, Jill Bremer. She's an executive presence coach and trainer who has developed a program called the Gravitas Principle that she incorporates into her professional development work with clients. She has co-authored the book, It's Your Move, Dealing Yourself the Best Cards in Life and Work. Jill will, be, Jill will be sharing with us today techniques that you can start using now to prepare you for the bigger interactions and presentations of ideas that you care about. Her website is theedgeexecutivecoaching.com. Jill, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lori. Thanks for having me. Jill, you've developed a Gravitas program that, that you use in your executive coaching and training. Give us uh, your overview of what Gravitas means to you and, and why you're passionate about incorporating Gravitas into your work. Sure. Well, I love your definition of Gravitas. Yeah, and to me, I would just add to that, I think in the workplace, um, Gravitas means that, of course, you you have a sense of dignity about yourself. There's a serious aspect, you know, when you have gravitas. And I think it also means that you have substance. You know, to me it means weight, like gravity has weight. And when we are uh, don't have gravity, you know, out there in outer space, we're weightless. So it means that there's a certain weight or substance to, to you and to the ideas that you present and how you, you handle yourself out there. So... I called my program the Gravitas Principle because increasingly companies say that that's what they're looking for. They're looking for people who have it. And so what is it? You know, to them, it's kind of an intangible it factor. They can't put their finger on it necessarily, but they say they know it when they can see it. But it's really a set of skills that can be learned, that can be developed. Um, so they're, they're looking for the people who have the ability to speak clearly and succinctly, they're able to drive discussions, contribute meaningful ideas, they know how to conduct themselves professionally, and they look the part. So the company will know that these people will represent the company well. Uh, they'll be able to even attract new business and add to the bottom line. Um, so my program called the Gravitas Principle really um, is centered around four pillars of gravitas, and I call them communication, confidence, charisma, and image. And they all need to be developed and projected in order to be perceived as someone with gravitas or executive presence. Um, you know, as I uh, might have said before, I think some people are born with this, but the rest of us can learn it. Um, you just need uh, a little direction, a little coaching, and you know, you can be seen as someone with gravitas and a strong presence, I think, in, in a matter of short time. So, Jill, when, when we talk about developing gravitas, number one, what you were saying is that people in high positions spot somebody that has that. And those people in those positions are not responsible for developing people to conduct business at that level. And that is why there are coaches and trainers out there that, that really help us, you know, improve our ability to conduct business at that level. Even managers get so busy managing the tasks of business that they don't have time for that level of development. 
So anyone that has come to this show today and, you know, the word gravitas captured their attention, that is the first step that I um, just want to say is to starting to develop your gravitas. So that, that being said, I'm interested in hearing your take on confidence. Everyone talks about confidence. Mm-hmm. And, and they really are convinced that that is the secret to success. But people have a hard time describing it. They have a hard time figuring out how to get it. And what, what's your take on confidence? You, you clearly have a stance on that in your program. Well, I think, first of all, confidence is something that emanates from the inside, you know, and it's knowing who you are. It's having a strong set of values that you operate by. I think that you have, you know, a certain level of skill in whatever your area is and a level of knowledge, but you also recognize that you have to keep learning and growing so that you can stay sharp and, you know, be ready for the next step in your career. I think confidence also comes from having some experience under your belt um, and having been tested perhaps a a few times, you know, and and learning from those missteps or mistakes. I think that's that's a great way to add to your confidence is knowing that, you know, you have come through, you learned, and you're you're better because of that. I think confidence also... um, what comes with confidence is a positive attitude. You know, are, do you have that? Are you positive about um, the work that you do? Are you able to bounce back again from those um, blips along the way and then find a way back to, to trust yourself that you really do know what you're doing and not doubting that, just being able to kind of pick yourself up and brush yourself off? Um, I think confidence also means that you've probably got a high level of emotional intelligence. Really, most executives out there do have high emotional intelligence. And so that's something also that can be learned, you know, having a strong awareness of yourself, um, of yourself socially, um, in relationships, you know, in your interpersonal skills. So that's, that's an important part of confidence, I think, and knowing yourself is is analyzing your level of emotional intelligence and what what maybe still needs to be, you know, uh, developed a little bit more to, to round that all out. Um, I think confident people, too, do their homework. You know, they do the research, the due diligence that's needed before they, they meet that client or they go in to make that pitch. They come prepared with everything they need, maybe even a little rehearsed ahead of time. I think they've got clear objectives. You know, they know exactly what they're going to need to, to get out of this. Um, confident people, I think, probably assume success quite a bit. They have, again, strong beliefs, strong values, and they also are going to stand up for what they believe in, for these ideas, for themselves, for their team. And I think all in all, these things help to build that reputation um, and because of that, I think opportunities are going to be handed to, to these confident people, you know, the, the plum projects and clients and committee appointments, things like that. So I think it really comes from the inside and having a strong sense of self. And, you know, one of the, the, the first things you said prefacing, uh, which you, you told us about confidence, is actually the very first step is stepping into these situations because we know that we don't have confidence if we don't have the experience. And that is what holds so many people back. 
taking that risk, being willing to be vulnerable. And that's really being authentic and mm-hmm. just coming in with your integrity. It's not what we're doing. It's not the credentials we built. We are putting ourselves out there for who we are and what we believe in. And the business world really needs to see that. Um, right. And to have you be, have people be in it. So that is my big message to our listeners today is be willing to show up, get out there, and give it a go, and be prepared. And that's what Jill is here to share with us today, are some of the things that we can do to help us prepare and to build that confidence. Um, Jill, did you have something else you wanted to add to to the confidence bit? No, I think you, you hit the nail right on the head. I think basically it boils down to preparation, and then being able to step out and take that risk and present the ideas. And if it does get shot down, it's not going to derail you. You're going to be able to brush yourself off and get back up and try again another day. And, you know, this is what I know from managing uh, people and being in leadership for years in, in corporate, is even when the new people show up around that table, there is a level of respect for the fact that they took a seat because we knew how many people were not willing to take that risk. And I think it's even someone standing up on a stage for the first time in public speaking, their whole audience wants them to do well. And if they stumble, they, they feel it with you. And I think we forget that in these situations, that the people that witness our courage are really starting to vet, develop that first inkling of respect for who we are. Yeah, I agree totally. I think that that, um, you know, just showing up, you know, is, is being <laughs> there, and they know that, that um, you know, you, you've taken certain risks and um, opportunities to get there. You know, there's a reason that you're there. And I, like you said, I think audiences are on your side. You know, the people you're interacting with are on the side. They're on your side. There might be a few that want to, you know, tear you down. But basically, people want each other to succeed. And what's important about gravitas in how we go about doing this? Look, in today's business world, that word innovation, I want to be an innovator. I want to be an influencer. Those are huge I words that are out there. And yes, we've, we've got some big innovation going on in our digital platforms, just the entire business world. The people, there's more freedom in raising your hand and having a voice, but it's how you use your voice. Um, your hand is being acknowledged today, but what a lot of people are missing the mark on is influencing with a level of respect and if you don't have people's ear, they will listen to you, but they may not take action on it because the level of respect for your audience is not there. And, and that's one of the key ingredients of Gravitas is respect for who we're interacting with. And Absolutely. You know, um, you know there's, an, there's another thing, too, with... Gravitas goes with authority, and authority is another word that is really the thorn in a lot of people's side these days. But 
authority can either be given freely by people who are interacting with you, or authority can be you're holding a position or a status that is compelling people to respect that position. Those are two different authority positions. And so what we're talking about today is gravitas gives you the authority that it's, it's actually pe- other people giving you the authority, not your position demanding it. It's a whole different energy and a whole different results. And we'll talk further about gravitas when we return. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Women's Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. listening to the Lori Moss show better job better life if you have a question for Lori Moss you can tweet it at L Moss concepts find us on Facebook with keyword Lori Moss concepts or send an email to radio at Lori stay connected by visiting Lori to learn more while you're there read our blog and sign up for the Lori Moss concepts newsletter for more tips now back to this week's program Welcome back. This is Lori Moss, your host for today's show. We're talking about Gravitas. And with us today is our guest, Jill Bremer. Jill, welcome back. Thank you. All right. We are going to talk about charisma. Uh, charisma, charisma is the ability to inspire devotion from others. Now, we can all envision that person that we've just walked into a room or they've come to speak and their charisma just fills the room before they even say a word. It's, uh, it's hard to describe and we all kind of want that. <laughs> um, but Jill is here to, to uh, talk with us. Uh, Jill, what is your take on charisma and its importance with regard to gravitas? Yeah, I think it's, it's an important element of that. It's that, like you described, it's that person who walks into the room and conversation stops, heads turn, and I think people are drawn to them. And I think that that 
kind of grants them automatic gravitas right there, the fact that they can, um, you know, attract people to them. Um, obviously, there's, there's something about them that people want to get to know them better, want to hear what they have to say. Um, so I think people who have charisma are good with small talk. You know, they are very comfortable um, initiating conversations, initiating introductions. Um, they know people. They remember people. They're able to ask about you know, what's going on at their work or how's everything with their family and they, they know their kids' names and their wife's names and their dog's names. And I think, you know, people with charisma have, you know, really good manners. Again, this all adds to this air of gravitas that you have around you. Um, I think that they're able to read the situation, kind of read the room, read the audience and know what what is needed um, in terms of conversation or, um, you know, um, ideas. And here's where I think respect can come into to play, too. They, they understand respect. They understand that there are boundaries, and they know what those boundaries are and what not to cross. You know, they know how to handle themselves in business situations, business-slash-social situations, and pure social situations. They know how to meet, greet, eat. Um, they're even, you can see this charisma in their writing, you know, even in their emails and their voicemail messages. Um, and I think, again, it's that, it's kind of hardest to, to um, quantify, I guess, or describe is this idea of charisma, but it's, I think, having really excellent interpersonal skills and social skills and, and etiquette about you. And I think, again, it just adds to that, that feeling that that person has gravitas just because um, they're so smooth and so polished and people are attracted to that. Jill, do you, um, so I hear the word smooth and polished. Is that a contrived way of being or uh, I guess my question, my question with charisma, it seems to be very elusive and uh, many times people believe that it's something you're born with. And you and I have both worked with clients where we've actually seen people kind of grow into charisma the more they um, work on their self-development around mm-hmm. professional presence. Can you think of a particular client that you've worked with that you've actually seen them lean into being charismatic when they really didn't come into your door being that way? Yeah, I have. And it's, it's not an overnight kind of a thing. But I think it comes with, you know, a desire to, to um, improve their skills in that area. But I think it just kind of comes with life and with experience as well. And I think realizing um, a level of humility along the way. You know, I think, I think gravitas can really take off for people when they realize it's not always all about them, that, you know, they work in a, a community. You know, they're part of a, uh, a larger um, uh, 
I guess, uh, you know, organization or organism. Um, and so people do find that attractive, as I said, because they, these people with charisma actually listen a lot more than talk because they are so interested in people um, that they, they desire to know, to know more about them. And that really helps them, you know, in their work as well because they can hear you know, what's coming down the pike, what's next, what are the trends, um, who's where and who's moving where and that sort of thing. It can actually help their business along the way. Um, so, yeah, I have seen uh, certainly clients do this, and it takes it, – it, it's a beautiful thing. It's like seeing a, a, a butterfly come out of the cocoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, I think it's it's – just knowing a few set of skills, you know, even talking about small talk, I can't tell you how many people I teach have to teach how to do the mechanics of small talk. And this is really where I can see people blossom. Um, It's when they realize they don't have to be scared to go to that networking hour. Um, They don't have to hide that if they get out there and if they understand how to do that well, how to maneuver through the room and, and work the room, that it really it just like their eyes are opened, um, they and they start to blossom. I think because they're not they're not scared anymore. I had one particular client, a young man. His family actually flew him down to me from Canada, and it was a like a construction company, and he was being groomed for you know to take over one day in the, in the not so near future, but but shortly. And it was a family-owned company, and, um, you know, the board flew him down to me to work with me, and he was terrified of small talk. But he just didn't understand that there's really a method, a process to that. No one had ever kind of shown him that. And one of my assignments to him, um, he, was, he stayed a few days, he was at a, a hotel close by, and one of his assignments that night, his homework, was to go into the restaurant or the bar and just strike up a conversation with the waitress or the bartender or the people he was sitting next to. You know, it was no risk, really, because you'll never see these people again. And, uh, you know, kind of report back, how did that go for you? And he came back and it was, he had this big smile on his face. It was, it was just like the world had opened up to him when he realized He's not going to die if he makes small talk. And, you know, he, he went back with you know, a new level of confidence because of that. And small talk can be very genuine if there is a sincere desire uh, to know something about that person rather than, um, even though working a room is just a common phrase in business, but that means we're working and that means we're performing. I'm going to say that for me. When I hear working the room, that means I'm on and I'm in a transactional mode. And in a lot of times, networking sets people up to think that way. But I find that just walking into a room with a sincere desire to find out more about that person it engages the conversation, and then they want to hear more about who you, who, who I am, because I haven't, um, I can't, haven't really forced my deal on them. So yeah, I agree. The worst thing is to go to a networking event and have people running around shoving their business cards as fast as they can into your hands. I think a, a phrase that your listeners might 
like as a takeaway regarding small talk is be more interested than interesting. Mm-hmm. There you go. I like that. Yeah. And, and really, charisma is how you are. It's not how you perform. So I agree. No, it's not performance. Again, it goes back to being authentic, being true to yourself and being honest, uh, vulnerable, and like you said, truly having an interest in, in learning about other people. You know, that's, I think, a good approach to networking. And maybe you and I should, you know, spearhead a new campaign to change the phrase working the room because I agree yeah. it sounds very transactional. But... If you go in with a natural curiosity about people, you realize, um, you know, when you go to an event, let's say, and need to, you know, make the necessary small talk, you realize that in a conversation with somebody, what you, the only thing you might get out of it is realizing that's really, there's no business there for me. That's not a, a good contact for my organization, but I, you know, it's an interesting conversation. So, you know, that, that can be helpful, too, is knowing I've learned that much in that that's not something to pursue there. And, you know, maybe there's, there's someone else in the room that is going to be able to turn me on to, you know, what it is or answer, you know, that need for me and that sort of thing. And just go with the idea that I just want to make friends. So, so really, just to summarize charisma, it's, it's really being memorable and being approachable. And, and really inviting other people to want to interact with us in the future and to really pause and listen to what we have to say. Sure, yes. So, so back to Gravitas. Let's talk a little bit about uh, reputation. You know, reputation is something that we actually create and um, and over time. So let's hear what you have to say about reputation, Jill, and, and how it applies to gravitas in business. Uh, yeah, reputation is important, and it really precedes you. And so it's something that you want to get ahead of, if you can, and, and work to create the stories you want told about yourself. You know, reputation really consists of the stories people tell about you when you're not in the room. You know, are they saying, she's so nice, or he totally ruled that meeting, or she's a wonderful speaker. You know, I think the reputation starts with your credentials, yes, you know, a track record that you've built for yourself, but these things then evolve into stories, and that's really your reputation. Um, and having that strong reputation, again, will help you survive those little blips that might pop up in your career, those little missteps. But if you've built that, that reputation ahead of time, you can survive all of those things. People will give you the benefit of the doubt because they've seen you. You know, they know about you. They've heard about you. And they know that, you know, you're a stellar performer uh, for the for the organization, and this was just a, a slight little mistake. So, I think you know a reputation again. You've got to um, walk the talk, which goes back to knowing who you are and being um, able to showcase what it is you do well, and also try to get better at what you don't do so well. Um, it means that you seek out opportunities um, and ways to make yourself visible. Um, that's a way to 
to build that reputation and kind of cement that in for people. And in reputation, um, you know, that is actually something others give to us. Um, it's interesting. We, we talked about some words. Pe- oh, she was nice. He he was um, he wasn't or whatever. When we're depending on the position we're in, the words that people ascribe to us become very critical, because in a leadership position, nice may not be the word someone. Um, wants to hear, or it may be. It could be someone is um, a clear decision maker, that they will Mm -hmm. take a stand, that they stay consistent with their point of view. And if their point of view needs to be changed, they they allow that to happen, and they can have that happen in that moment or in that situation. It's it's a skill to, to be movable when it's necessary. And so reputation really is, is how people perceive us over the long haul, is my experience with that. Oh, sure, I agree. And it's taking everything into consideration. Things they've, they've seen, things they've learned, things they've heard. Um, and so that, yeah, that all works to develop that, that reputation, how you're, how you're perceived. Mm-hmm. And... and and the reputation actually is behind the scenes. Somebody can, let's say somebody is a professional uh, salesperson, and when they're in front of their client, they are all that. They have a great reputation, they follow through, whatever. And then their customer happens to hear how they treat their colleagues, how they um, go about their business aside from all that, and it, it, it can ruin a reputation. So it's not even in the situation. It can be wherever we are. We're consistent wherever we are. We have gravitas wherever we are. Oh, I agree. It's, you're, you're absolutely right. You have to be consistent um, so that people know you're always going to um, you know, deliver, that you're always going to be on time, that you are... You know, you, you respect your direct reports, all those sorts of things. It's got to be, again, it's being um, a reflection of who you really are at the core, and you've got to live those values. So let's talk just briefly about image. It's, it's the general impression a person presents to the public. Um, you know, what role does that play when you're trying to influence others or you're representing a department or a company? or an institution, how does that image play in? And we've got about a minute for you to cover image here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and we can continue on after image, the break. Yeah, image means a lot. Um, it's really what opens the doors for you, I think. And um, it, it um, as they say, you know, appearance speaks volumes before you ever open your mouth. And it sets the tone, I think, for the entire you know, transaction or conversation that's going to happen after that. And I think when you do it right, it means you've done your homework. It means um, you've got a good understanding of your organization's brand and you've designed your image to reflect those values. I think when you've done image right, 
people, you can walk through the door and be, before you've said anything, someone could say aside to somebody else, oh, um, you know, XYZ company is in the house, you know, or I can just tell, you know, that person is from XYZ company because you just physically, um, non-verbally exude that organization. So I think that you've made an impact right off the bat and that opens the door to influence. Okay, well, I think we will cover that for the first uh, few minutes when we return, along with communication, which is a big part of Gravitas. It's, it's how we get our message out, what we say, what our body language is telling others, and how we conduct ourselves in meetings and in more formal presentations. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll talk further about Gravitas when we return. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We're all living in the moment, but you never know when life is going to take a unique turn. It doesn't have to be a challenge, but perhaps more of a detour to get where we need to be. On The Sky's the Limit, host Karen Levitt knows that experience, having faced it herself. Learn about her journey from a life-changing event to where she is now. Her guests are amazing people who are living these experiences and overcoming obstacles. Learn from their stories every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America empowerment find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn you are listening to the Lori moss show better job better life if you have a question for Lori Moss, you can tweet it at L Moss Concepts. Find us on Facebook with keyword Lori Moss Concepts or send an email to radio at lorimossconcepts.com. Stay connected by visiting lorimossconcepts.com to learn more. While you're there, read our blog and sign up for the Lori Moss Concepts newsletter for more tips. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. This is Lori Moss, and I'm here with my guest, Jill Bremer. And Jill and I are continuing our discussion on gravitas. What we're going to cover now is is communication. It's actually getting the message out. It's how we speak and what our body is telling others about uh, if what we're saying is our truth or not. So, Jill, uh, welcome back. Thank you. And let's... uh, Let's talk first about body language, the, the silent communicator. Why don't you share with us um, how body language is, uh, is helpful with uh, presenting with gravitas in, in these high-stakes situations? 
Sure, and I think if your body language is not in sync with what you're saying, you're blowing it. <laughs> I think, you know, our, you've got to remember that our voices are having one conversation, our bodies are having a completely, you know, separate conversation, and they need to be, you know, uh, saying the same thing um, in order for our message to be really believed, for it to have that gravitas we're looking for. So we've really got to be very good students of body language because you need to know the messages that your nonverbal is sending. And at the same time, you've got to be able to read the audience. What is their nonverbal telling you? Because it's very powerful. It's telling, giving you a lot of information. What I find is a lot of times people, when they are speaking, they are kind of tuned out. You know, they're, they're seeing kind of maybe that teleprompter go through their heads of what it is they wanted to say and how they wanted to say it. And they're, they're, it's kind of an out-of-body experience for them. And that, that can be very dangerous for them. They've got to be so in the moment that they can remember their content. They can be outside themselves at the same time observing themselves, think, you know, t- giving themselves signals like uh, sit up straighter or st- you're staring at that person, change your eye contact. And then at the third level, you've got to be able to then read the audience's nonverbal, take that in, and maybe adjust whatever it is that you're saying based on just their body language because they could be telling you that they are uh, totally bored or they are confused or they are upset. You know, and each one of those things means that you need to take another tack because whatever you're doing right now isn't working anymore. So I think body language really tells the truth on us, and so we've got to be very aware of our nonverbal communication. So depending on um, what our personal opinion is on multitasking, what you just described was about six to seven different things going on at one time, Yeah, which is why a lot of people will not step into public speaking or put themselves in a situation where having that ability seems to be required. Now, what I know is the public speakers or the influencers in meetings, they are not um, always the person that can do all those things at once. But if they're speaking authentically is when I see the body lining up and to support that and that the mind doesn't have to separate the two so we're getting very philosophical here <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's that's part of the work um, that we do with clients actually is is getting to that authenticity that preparedness the the level of knowledge that is necessary when we're interacting with others um, and a level of sincerity, because the body is going to reveal the disconnect. Um, and for instance, if let's say I let's say somebody is putting on a great look for the day for their professional life. They got the heels going on. They've got. Uh, the suit, they've got all of this. And there's something really wrong. They don't feel right in that. The shoes are walking them. They're not walking the shoes. But they <laughs> they put all the pieces together. And we all know what that person looks like. You can tell that this is not who they really are. And so what happens is when they're speaking their message, 
um, we're so distracted by the way their body is that we, we can't even hear what could be a very important message. What, what, what's your take on what I just said and what I've observed? Well, I think that's, that's really interesting. And, it, you know, we, we can get quite deep here. I think at that point, when someone is that uncomfortable, that's when clothing becomes a costume and they're playing a part. And what that's telling me is that, you know, there's, there's something else going on there. And I think, you know, you can be looking, when this happens, I think you can be looking at someone whose, um, you know, authentic self and personal set of values may not be matching up with the organizations. Mm, you know, that's a big one. There I, I you go. In, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said that's, that's a, a great point. You know, it's, it's not, there's no, there's not alignment people, with what the message is yeah. supposed to be. Um, I find that sometimes in my coaching work, and perhaps you have too, is that when you know they, we we work on them developing their their brand, you know, and part of that is coming up with you know your your set of values or qualities. How do you want to be perceived? What do you stand for? That sort of thing. And the hope is that if they don't match exactly with your company's set of values, at least they complement each other. But if they're really out of line, I think um, there's something else going on, and you might not be in the right spot. Um, I worked with a client not too long ago who was working at a very conservative medical company but had you know, really long hair and really fought the dress code and wanted to wear motorcycle jackets to work. And they wanted him to be able to move up and have more, you know, um, at more of an executive level where he'd be representing the organization and, you know, higher level audiences that he'd be working with and that sort of thing. And he was going to have to become somebody he really wasn't, did not have any desire to become that kind of person. And he left. You know, he realized it was fine, you know, when he first started there and he was young and, you know, no one, you know, gave him much, you know, uh, client-facing opportunities, things like that. He was kind of hidden away. He was happy like that. And as he started to move up, he realized he's really not in the right place. So anyway, I might have diverged here, but but you don't want your clothing or anything about you to be a put-on or to be kind kind of a facade or a costume for you because I think that that's telling us that something else is going on inside. And another form of gravitas is recognizing that, um, let's say we're in a position where we are being called to go into a meeting and sell an idea that, that we're not backing up. What gravitas is, is going into, let's say, your manager or your, your senior level executive and having a sit down and saying, I am having a difficult time aligning here. There's some things that I, I need to have clarified in order to represent this position or this department that in an appropriate manner. And so a lot of times gravitas calls us to get into these conversations that actually show the greatest amount of respect because we have just admitted that we have a deep desire to fulfill that request. However, we're not going, we need more in order to be able to do that or we may not be the right person. 
And I can tell you a top-level leader would really like to hear that. And many times what ensues in that discussion is that person can actually affect change in the original message that was supposed to be delivered. Mm. So Gravitas really calls us to a high level of integrity that you have been mentioning a great deal and authenticity. And we can have all these tricks and tips on how to say it, what to wear, and what to do. But, and, and, and we're seeing it just in, in the political climates. Um, just we're so exposed, but we can see how body language or inconsistency can really give all of us away, especially when we're getting tired. <laughs> so, um, and when I say tired, you know, how many speeches can one give in six, eight months? It's incredible what some people can stand up and do. Um, I have respect just for anyone going out as a candidate, quite honestly, in these times. The amount of pressure that these people are under, and they are, they have to perform with, they have to be, have gravitas. I don't know, there I am using that performance word. If they have gravitas, there's respect behind everything they're doing and consistency. And that's when the reputation is built. So, um, Absolutely. Yes. And uh, I don't know. We're kind of deviating today, but, you know, this is a big topic. Gravitas is, someone can have gravitas and wear a hoodie, okay? <laughs> it's, it's, it's us really knowing what is the respectful for the audience that we're talking with. It's not respectful to go into a, with a suit and tie in an environment that clearly is, is creative and their dress code shows that that's important to them and people respond best to that. And so it's just reading our audience, really caring about what they need from us in order to pause and listen to what we have to say. I agree. I think to keep to have gravitas, you want open lines of communication. And I think, you know, even from an image standpoint, that means when you know your audience, you're really reflecting them back to themselves. I think that's what opens the lines of communication for you. When you reflect them back in dress, um, in your nonverbal, in your verbal, in your communication style, I think that's when, what people respond to. And that's, that's, again, going to open the door for you because you, you look like you understand them, that you have a similar background, similar experiences, maybe even similar education, uh, similar socioeconomic level. And then people go, oh, they get me. I want to listen to what this person has to say. Um, and I think, you know, from a content standpoint, you know, you, again, you've got to know your audience. Um, be able to read them. Are you going into something where they want a high-level 60,000-foot view of this concept, or do they really like details, and I'm going to jump into the weeds? You know, do they like to um, get down to business right away, or do they like a little small talk at the beginning? You know, do, you, do they like people that start with the solution, or do they like a slow build to the climax of, of you know, what you're suggesting? I think, in general, I think... Gravitas means that you have a toolbox of communication styles and the ability to flex in the moment to according to whatever's needed. 
And in addition to that, the intention is is sincere rather than manipulative. Absolutely. Uh, because uh, tools can be used in two different ways. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. really the, in, the intent behind it is really what's going to get results. It's that adage that people don't remember what you said or did. They remember how they felt mm-hmm. when they left. And that's... And, and and that's gravitas. It's gravitas. No, I don't think. In, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I don't think. Yeah, I I would want people to remember gravitas doesn't mean gruff, doesn't mean overly direct or brusque. Gravitas means that you also have grace and dignity. Yes, respect. and a bit of formality, which uh, formality is respect. It's. I, I think a lot of people get it wrong these days when they think, just because we're all dressing down, that there's no boundaries, we're all on the same level, I can call everybody by their first name, and we're all buds, and it's not. I think you have much more gravitas, and it helps your reputation and image much more if you take kind of the high road and assume there's boundaries, and you're going to treat everybody, you know, um, with with a level of respect um, that they might not get other, otherwise, and I think people respond to that, and that 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 really says a lot about you. Yes, it does. And you know what? We are finished for today. <laughs> this was a great conversation. I'm so glad you were a guest today, Jill. And I hope that the listeners have a better idea of what gravitas is, and. And just remember, it's your sincerity, authenticity behind everything you do that will be memorable to the people you do business with. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for coming. Thank you for tuning in to The Lori Moss Show. Better job, better life. To learn more about Lori Moss Concepts, our services, and to connect with the expert and professional presence, visit LoriMossConcepts.com. Tune in next week for more professionalism transformation. The Lori Moss Show, Better Job, Better Life, airs every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a successful week.